Welcome into the Horror's Edge podcast. This is a weekly episodic podcast where we're discussing horror movies, both new and old. My name's Phil. And I'm Stacy. And today we are going to be talking about 2017's The Ritual. This was uh, technically released in 2017 because it was only in film festivals until Netflix got the rights of it. So if you look up on IMDb, it's 2017. If you look at Netflix, it's 2018. So... Pretty much it's 2018 for the mass public. This movie was directed by David Bruckner, who actually directed uh, VHS, which I know that you have not seen yet. You probably have no idea what that is. Awesome movie. It reminds me a lot of uh, Trick or Treat, where it's a collection of like small stories kind of put together into a bigger story. Oh, I think I'd like that. Very, very cool. Very creepy. Uh, There's a whole series of VHS movies. Uh... I've probably seen three of them so far, VHS 94 probably being one of my favorites, which just recently came out. Anyway, going back to The Ritual, this is a movie that's been out for several years, and I never heard of it at all. Me neither. And this is kind of a curse that these uh, made-for-streaming movies essentially feel. This movie feels very high-budget, seems very well-written, just good overall but there was very to little no uh hype on this movie solely because it was released directly to uh streaming services specifically netflix and it kind of killed any momentum that this movie could have had i i thought uh i mean we're obviously going to get into our reviews but it's great and it's a shame to see a great movie have no buzz whatsoever leading up to it i enjoy it when a movie uh has the trailers out there for a little bit, gets the horror community talking, and this just did not seem to do it, which is a shame to say. But uh, regardless, that's where we are with it. Um, let's jump right into the review of this one. So the way that we review movies is 1 through 10, 1 being dog shit terrible, do not watch this movie, I do not recommend it. Uh, 5 being this is an average movie, you can put it on and you'll enjoy it. 10 being this is a great movie, highly recommend it, have all your friends watch it. Uh, now I know I watched this movie once before I watched it last night when I was in the hotel and I was like, Hey Stacy, I got a great movie for us to watch now that we're finally done with Halloween. Now that we finally can do something different, let's sit down and watch this. And I could tell you're going to have a very different reaction on this one than I am. Yes. So what is your, uh, ranking for this movie? So this is my first time watching, um, I gave it a two. I was super confused during most of the movie. I had a lot of questions, a lot of like why. I was trying to like catch the story, but I didn't really get the story. But the parts that I did like is the kills and the death that were shown. They were shown really well. The scenes were set up well. I just got lost. <laughs> okay, so to you, uh, the plot just didn't make sense, so that killed the movie for you. Yeah, like I was focused on it, at least I thought I was, so maybe this is a movie that I have to go back and watch it again now that I've kind of seen the full picture, mm-hmm. but as of now, I have no idea what this movie was about. Okay, so to me, it, it felt pretty straightforward, the plot of it, and maybe that's because the first time that I watched it, I wasn't taking any notes, and... It had my full undivided attention. Uh, I ended up giving this movie an 8 out of 10. I, <laughs> I loved it. To me, this is a great movie. The suspense that it builds in the uh, woods is phenomenal. The scenery is freaking awesome. The shots that they get with the mountains and the mist and it's, everything about it is just beautifully shot. The group of friends that's in here all seem to have really good chemistry together. They work very well. Um and they develop the characters awesomely. So every single one of the characters kind of has a story to tell. And I really enjoy that. Very, See, very I, cool I, I miss that part. I'm, I'm super familiar with one particular character. I know kind of the whole... I, I take that back. Two characters, but one more so than the other... And I just kept getting confused of, like, what the other characters were. 
Yeah. I can kind of understand that. Uh, they don't give backstory of every character in this movie. They only give backstory of uh, the lead. Um, but later on when we uh, get to see our baddie, awesome looking. And the only thing that knocked this down for me is it's not the most climatic of endings. It kind of leaves you there almost. I didn't mind it, but at the same time, it didn't blow me away. And it definitely took back from the, I mean, the last thing that you see is typically the uh, imprint that it leaves you on you. And that, that knocked it down a little bit for me. But without getting into spoilers, I, I thought that this was a great movie. I can sort of see what you're talking about, but at the same time, this is the type of stuff that I'm looking for in a uh, creature feature, basically. You, you can't ask for better um, chemistry between the group, the uh, stories that they're telling, the development of the characters, everything to me was awesome. And they did develop a certain character really well from the beginning to the end. And I said that. I loved how they built that character up. I just thought the rest of them kind of fell flat. Okay. I can understand it. So a little bit of trivia about this movie. Now, some of this will be spoilerific. So if you have not seen this movie, hop on Netflix and give it a stream. I think that it's definitely worth your time. Stacy obviously does not think that it's worth your time. But with that being said, very similar to Halloween ends with how insanely divisive that movie is. And before we even get any further, holy shit, the internet is toxic, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> so uh, being part of this podcast, we joined a whole bunch of uh, Halloween fan groups to kind of spread the word a little bit, get a couple more people listening. And people are either in the I absolutely love this movie camp uh, which is few and far between. They're the minority. Or you have this movie is absolute dog shit, terrible camp for Halloween ends. Yeah. And everybody is down each other's throats if they're on the opposite end of the spectrum. If you say that you enjoy this movie, there are people screaming down your throat about how could you, how could they do this to my Michael. Yeah. And then if you say that uh, – you didn't like this movie, people jump down your throat saying, how could you not like it? This is just taking a different approach. Uh, give the movie its space. The characters did great. And why can't we just get to a point where, like me and you are right now, you gave this a two, I gave this an eight, and I said, oh, whatever. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> You I, can hate it. That's fine. <laughs> there's no medium in not only the world, but this movie. You're allowed to disagree and have different opinions. You yeah. and I see movies completely different, especially this one. And I look forward to discussing it. And again, maybe I'll give it a rewatch and I'll feel differently. I just didn't understand it. Yeah. To me, it was very confusing, but I get confused easily. So, <laughs> you know. Uh, so I tend to see stuff like that more with big franchises but there are plenty of other movies uh rob zombies devil rejects is very divisive there are people just saying rob zombie can't write this piece of shit movie if you like it you don't know what real movies are there there are people saying this stuff halloween 2018 uh, was a hugely divisive one in the community and shit just like what you like don't like what you don't like Say what you need to say, and then that's it. And who knows what the future holds? Not only who knows what the future holds, who gives a shit what other people's opinions well, are? Well, that's true. Talk to people about it. I love having a different opinion on somebody than a movie. If I'm talking to somebody about a movie that I saw, like, <laughs> spoiler for when we get into the Friday the 13th movies, I love Jason X. Jason X is the one where Jason goes to space. And the premise of it is absolutely ridiculous. It's fucking stupid. Jason Voorhees is in space and kills teenagers. <laughs> that is the premise. That's the entire thing. Wow. I fucking love that movie. It's <laughs> up there. It might be my favorite Friday the 13th movie because the kills are so awesome. It's so much fun. I have a great time with that movie. But then people just completely shit on it and rightfully so it's not great writing it's yeah not, nothing about this is something to write home about but i just have so much fun with the movie 
that I enjoy talking to people who hate that movie. And then I'm just like, how can you hate that, man? I'll go over the scene of how he shoves the chick's head in the cryogenic freezer and then smashes it on the table. Like, how freaking cool is that, dude? And they're like, yeah, but it's unrealistic. I don't care. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I love I- having that back and forth. See, and I think that's what's fun is to have two people that don't have similar opinions. I think it makes it more fun because you either love the movie more because the other person or you hate it. I love that little bit of a disagreement. Yep. But Halloween 3 is very much in that camp for me, too. I love how they did something different. I love the goofiness of it. It's a fun movie to me. People hate the hell out of it. That's fine. Still one of my favorites. Yeah. I think after this, we're probably going to do a Halloween ranking film. We just want to get away from Halloween for a minute. Uh, and we'll see where three ranks with me and where it ranks with you. I'm guessing that they're going to be on different ends of the spectrum because you did not like that movie. No. I fucking loved it. No. Nope. Anyway, going back to the ritual, some of this stuff that I'm about to say in the trivia is spoilerific. So once again, please go see this movie. Uh, I'm going to do a full spoiler breakdown of this movie after this, but some of the trivia things in IMDb are spoilery, so keep that in mind. Uh, The original tagline for this uh, during advertising, which is funny because when I was talking to you before, I don't remember any advertising in this film whatsoever, but uh, the tagline was supposed to be, they should have gone to Vegas, but... As they were getting ready to shove this out, that's when the shooting in Vegas took place on the 1st of October 2017. So then they changed the tagline of it to, they should have gone to Ibiza. Never heard of that place, but Hmm. somewhere else. So interesting that they changed uh, the tagline due to the current situations, and rightfully so, probably. Yeah. so at the very beginning of the movie, that's the uh, sign that the hikers see on the trees next to the cabin is the last rune of the Fothark, which is the ancient German, uh, Germanic alphabet called Odal or Othala. It is pronounced O and means property. And besides the Othala and Odal rune, the Algaz rune uh, can also be seen on the trees and is the shape of the sacrificial pole towards the end. Algaz is the name uh, given to the Z rune of the Elder Forthok rune alphabet from the common Germanic word elk. And it is uh, thought to represent divine might of the universe, which is pretty neat because the creature ends up pretty much being elk-like. Yeah. And y- you see the elk hung in the tree at the beginning. It, it's all come in full circle. You can tell that the uh, person who wrote the book, uh, Adam Neville, um, really did his research on a whole bunch of different mythology stuff. Um, A lot of the trivia that I've been reading is all heavily derived from mythology. And you can tell that a lot of the runes that they're seeing throughout are very uh, pagan-like and very ancient type of stuff it's pretty cool uh when you break it down the film was shot on location in the carp i'm pronouncing a lot of these words wrong carpathian mountains of romania and the creature in the film is based on a jotan from norse norse mythology and it's mentioned with captions turned on on netflix uh not sure about the dvd version and what the woman identified the creature to be to Luke when they were in the cabin. So if you have uh, captions on, it does translate what the people say, and, which we didn't have captions on at this point. Once we learned the names, we turned them off. And uh, the creature is uh, Jotan. Hmm. Interesting. The rifle that Luke fires near the end is a World War II German k98 car which is pretty cool because then that tells you that all this stuff dates back towards world war ii obviously far behind that but it also involves some of those soldiers which is pretty cool that is really neat um two of the characters both luke and dom are part of the alien franchise spall who was luke was in prometheus and uh sam who was dom was in alien versus predator interesting so, 
A lot of really neat things. Rights for this was eventually sold to Netflix for $4.75 million, but before that, it was originally debuted at the Toronto International Film Festival. And it's from there that Netflix saw it and decided to buy the rights for it, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. So let's uh, dive into this. Let's do a full spoiler scene-by-scene breakdown and uh, kind of go through this movie, and maybe we can bring some sense into it and bring your rating up from that nonsensical bullshit that you're giving me of a two. <laughs> I stand with my two. <laughs> so the movie starts off with a group of old college friends. Um, they're all in the pub together and just drinking beer. Some of them are drinking wine. You can tell that they're not the rowdy college students that they once were together because some of them were talking about wine and stuff like that. Yeah. But they're all uh, talking to each other, trying to... Uh, find a place to go for a reunion seems like they do some type of adventure either every year or every few years yeah so they're going through a whole bunch of different countries hey should we go to normandy how about sweden should we go to amsterdam they're like god that's for all the tourists man and then eventually rob goes how about we go hiking um so that idea kind of uh sticks to them from there they go from the bar and uh, they're walking home, and Luke convinces it. Like, he's asking everybody, hey, let's stop in the store. I need to grab a bottle. Nobody wants to go in with him, but finally Robert just decides to go with him, so that way he's not alone. Yeah. So he goes into the liquor store to buy a bottle of vodka, and they're just having a normal conversation, bullshitting with each other when Luke looks over and sees the cashier of the liquor store on the ground just beaten and just scared out of her mind. And they both kind of stop in their tracks. And then the uh, junkies walk back in, uh, robbing the store, and Luke instantly hides. He goes to the edge of the aisle and hides behind the aisle. And Robert kind of stands his ground. And then they're like, the junkies go straight to him. And they're like, hey, man, give me your wallet. He's like, yeah, sure, not a problem, mate. Here's my wallet. Yeah. All right, what else you got? Give me your watch. All right, and you can tell he's getting a little bit more hesitant. And they're like... And your wedding ring. Give me your wedding ring. He's like, I'm not, I'm not giving you my wedding ring. You have enough from me. Take yeah. the wallet. Take the watch. I, I can't give you this. It means too much. It means more than what it's worth. And I like that he stood his ground on that. They're being very impatient. They're saying, give me the ring. I'm not taking that anymore shit or you're going to regret it. Yeah. He says no. And one of the muggers just clocks him in the head with a knife, cuts him, and they just beat the shit out of him. They see that he's unconscious on the ground. They take his uh, wedding ring from him anyway and then run. This whole time, Luke was hiding at the edge of the aisle. He didn't move. You could tell he was, like, thinking about it, but he was so scared. He's like, forget it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he even uh, goes from holding the bottle to holding the uh, skinny end of the bottle kind of like a weapon, but then he ends up just not moving. He stays like a statue. I mean... To be fair, he probably was in shock. Like, he doesn't know what to do. I'm not saying that I blame him. Everybody wants to think that they would play the hero until they're put into that situation. Yeah. And then what do you do when you're in that situation? Can you be the hero? Do you have the guts to jump out? Or are you going to be the guy who's just like, he's dead anyway. I'm going to make sure that I'm not joining him. I would be that person. (laughs) You would be the hero. I would be the coward. I'd like to think that I would, but who the hell really knows until you're in the situation. Absolutely. So now we jump forward six months from this scenario, and uh, Luke wakes up, and uh, he unzips a tent. So they decided to go on this hike after all. They're on the trail amazing scenery the shooting location of this is freaking awesome there's mist in the backgrounds the mountains are just gigantic next to them beautiful so this was shot on location it wasn't at like a movie stage yep that's pretty incredible very difficult and more expensive yeah honestly especially if you have good footage it gets very expensive to get the correct lighting to get the correct everything while you're out there on location yeah it's beautiful uh they did very very well with it so uh we kind of pan out and we can see that there are only four tents there compared to five people who were originally there so now we have the idea that maybe robert didn't make it yeah and they're doing this kind of in memory of him 
Yeah. So everybody starts waking up one at a time. And one neat little thing that I read was they start waking up in the order that they pass. So the first one that wakes up is Hutch, and then he comes out and has a conversation with Luke. And then Phil comes out next, and up last, they woke up Dom. Pretty neat. That's pretty interesting. I don't know whether that was intentional or not, but I thought that it was pretty cool. That's a cool fact. They packed up the site, and then they start hiking back, and they're basically done with the hike. Uh or no, they're not done with the hike, but they're all bitching the whole time they're there. So you can tell that they didn't want to do this. They're only doing it for Robert uh, yeah. because he wanted to do it. So they hike up to the top of the mountain. Once again, beautiful scenery uh, up at the top of the mountain. And they lay down a memorial at the top of the hill for Rob. And Dom is saying it should have never happened. Yeah. He's Hot- laying the guilt on thick. But he's not at this point, uh, or at least you don't know that he is. He's just saying this should have never happened. Obviously, it shouldn't have. Nobody wants to think that muggers is the way that somebody's supposed to go out. Yeah. So they're not really implying at this point. Like Nobody's blaming anybody for this. They're just saying it shouldn't have happened. And Hutch immediately jumps in and cuts it off, and he says, yeah, you're right. Never should have happened, but it did happen. And all yeah. that we can do is remember him. So they pass a flask around and they all take a big gulp before they pull what seems like pour like 15 gallons out of this flask. I know. It felt like it was going on forever. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the never-ending flask that Rob always wanted and they got it for him. <laughs> it was crazy. It just kept going and going and going. Yeah. And it, it's a very touching moment. All the actors do such a good job throughout this entire film with this scene particularly. They all look very, very sad and broken after... Uh, the loss of one of their good friends for many years, and they all sell it really thick. You notice throughout the entire beginning of this movie, Luke is very separated. Yes. He's almost always on his own. He's smoking. He's hanging off to the side. He's definitely ostracized. He's ostracized. Yeah. Uh, Very well done. And Hutch keeps going up to him, and he's like, Hey, mate, I don't care what anybody says. It's not your fault. It wasn't your fault. Keep that in your mind. I don't want you to think that this is your fault. So Hutch, Hutch is very much uh, the glue keeping this group together. Yes. Uh, he's uh, boosting people up. He's making sure everybody still hangs out, still does what they need to do, basically. He does a great job in like a leadership-ish role. Yeah, you can definitely tell that Luke feels like on the outside of this group because of what happened and the unfortunate events. And he feels guilty, as anybody would, seeing their good friend get murdered in front of them and then just sitting there. Yeah, you you have in the back of your head the survivor's guilt. Uh, Should I have jumped in? Should I have helped him despite the fact that I could be with him now under the ground? Right, right. Survivor's guilt's a bitch. Um, So Hutch and Luke are... Uh, sitting there talking to each other a little bit separate and they can see in the distance uh, the lodge that they're walking to really far off in the distance but they said that it's about an 18 hour hike that they got left so as uh, they pack it up there's this huge rainstorm and as they're packing their tents and they go to start the trek home and as they're walking Dom trips he, he missteps yeah and you can tell that he hurt his knee pretty bad um and everybody in the group just thinks that this is uh dom just being dom because yeah. he's a over complainer yeah he seems to kind of like bitch and moan about everything and kind of over exaggerate yeah so he, he stubs his toe i broke my toe yeah he definitely lays it on thick and they're not having it so hutch is just in the background, like, hey, why don't you give it a walk there, mate? Walk it off, and yeah. we'll just keep going. And he's like, ah, it's my meniscus. I know. I've had this before. And he's like, sure it is, brother. Just uh, walk it off. You'll be fine. Yeah, he's very dramatic. <laughs> um, so at the, it's this point that they say that they still have another 14 hours to go to make it back. And Dom's just like, there's no way I, I can't make 14 hours. Um, they're talking about how they're going to do it, maybe uh, Hutch and uh, – uh, Luke will uh, leave Phil with Dom and then they'll go get help so that way somebody can come help and 
Dom's like, no, man, there's no way that you're leaving us. You're yeah. like, well, there's something else that we could do. We could go. He pulls out a map. And he kind of plots things out in his head. And he's like, well, we could go through the forest and that will pretty much cut our trip in half. Yeah. Um, and there was a pretty cool quote in here. Um, I did not write it down, but it was something along the lines of uh, Luke said, um, I remember when I was in the Boy Scouts and they said, a shortcut is only a shortcut because something's wrong. Otherwise, it would be known as the route, which I thought was pretty neat. That's pretty, yeah. Uh... And it's true because if the shortcut is the shortest way there, then that would be the most common path right. to take. Maybe there's some reason that going through the forest isn't right. Maybe the uh, terrain is too rough to go through or there's a river that you have to cross that you don't see on your map or something along those lines or bears or... Yeah, uh, that's a pretty qu powerful quote. Yeah. So they all decide that they're going to go through the forest uh, because Dom's not going to be able to make the 14-hour yeah. hike. It'll be too much on him. Uh, and as they're walking over there, they're all... Just being friends, they're busting each other's balls the whole time. Yeah, I thought and that was funny. It's pretty funny how they're doing it. They're they're just longtime friends, and that's what you do with your longtime buddies. You you bust each other's chops. Yeah. Um, and taking as, photos. And yeah, as they're going into the woods, they're like, "Do you think that there are bears in there?" Because like, we don't have any weapons whatsoever, and they're like, yeah, "Of course there are bears. It's woods, you pansy." Yeah. You scared. <laughs> <laughs> and they all they're, they're kind of pushing each other to not be scared so despite all these questions and all these concerns they just decide to go through as soon as they walk in they get a selfie together it's a pretty cool vibe that they got going on uh as they're walking seems like they've been walking forever they're talking about how hungry they are and they're going from one to the other talking about their favorite meals that they would love to have yeah like dom says it's a big mac on a uh plastic tray but nobody's around him and he gets to eat it in peace which is pretty <laughs> funny um and then they all just stop dead in their tracks because they see a uh animal strung up in the trees and gutted um it, it looks like an elk but i'm not 100 percent sure what it is and they're going back and forth because obviously they're terrified of this this is a powerful image when you're walking through the woods to see something like this yeah and they're kind of debating like what could have done this was it hunters uh leaving it out so that way maybe a bear will come and it's kind of like a trap for it yeah or was it uh, was it a bear that did this like i don't know what fucking bears do <laughs> <laughs> uh but luke notices that it's still bleeding which means it's fresh yeah and whatever did this is not too far away so they need to get the hell out of here that was an awesome visual of seeing it hung up in the trees and the blood dripping off the hoofs. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm somebody who I enjoy horror movies very much, but I get scared very easily when watching them. This definitely spooked me out. This was a creepy scene, yeah. for sure. Uh, very, very ominous of, like, you should not be going through these woods. Yeah. And they decide to not turn around and keep pushing uh, because it's... Nothing more than an animal strung up in the woods. Me, I would have turned around in a heartbeat. Fuck this. Dom, I don't care if you're hurting. You can sit your happy ass on in a tent in the trail, and I'm going to go get somebody. Yeah. We're not I going wouldn't through have these continued. Woods. But they decide to keep pushing, and uh, then it gets to be nighttime, and a thunderstorm uh, starts. gets very dark. Uh, they still have a long ways to go, so they decide that they need to pitch their tents up or something uh, because they can't keep traveling through this. Otherwise, they're going to get wildly off course. Yeah. Um, and Luke knows... I mean, they're making smart decisions. Yep. Um, Luke notices some type of tribal mark on a tree. Uh, and they all kind of get spooked out a little bit, but they notice that there's a shack in the woods, and they walk up to it. They kind of look in through the windows, notice it's empty, and decide to kick the door down to get in to get out of the elements. Now, where they are at this point, they don't think that there's anything after them. 
they're just in a rainstorm, why not just set your tents up instead of break into somebody's cabin? That that part didn't add up to me. Like, okay, uh, we're, we've been in the woods for six hours. We should destroy somebody's property. Yeah, I think one of them said something about, like, because the rain's so heavy that they would get soaked, so they'd be drier in this house. But again, it's just rain. Sure. And yes, you would be drier, but at the same time, your life's not in intimate danger. You haven't been... Uh, nothing's been really there to scare you other than the elk that you saw. Right. Why wouldn't you just pitch your tents and go to sleep instead yeah. of breaking into somebody's property? But they decide to break in. They kick the door in, and they are cold, so they need to start a fire. So they decide they're going to use some of the furniture in there to start a fire. Um, they're walking around the cabin kind of checking it out there's tribal marks in there as well there's some necklaces with the tribal marks in there which is pretty neat um and when they're walking in there luke is the last one to walk in and he hears something through the woods kind of like a creaking moaning uh growl type of noise so he's the first one to hear anything from this creature nobody else heard it and they said hey man you're just hearing things Let's not get in that state of mind. It's Hutch who said that, I believe. He's, once again, leader of the pack mentality. Yeah. Um, and uh, Luke is clearly scared that he heard something out there. He's still looking out the door trying to see if he can see anything. Hutch uh, is the one who decides to break the furniture, and they make Phil go upstairs to check it out because he's by the stairs. Once again, they're kind of teasing him. Uh Similar to when they were going in the woods, like, what, are you scared to go in there? Yeah. It's a pretty neat little vibe. And that's typically what, you know, good friends do. They joke back and forth. They tease each other, try to make them seem like they're scared or whatever. Yeah. It's pretty cool how they shot uh, when Phil was upstairs. The camera was kind of behind him. It wasn't first-person view, but you're seeing what he's seeing. and Yeah. It's also hiding directly what's in front of him. So it's a really cool vibe. So he goes upstairs. Uh, There's like a little closet. He checks in there. There's really nothing in there. Keeps walking around. It's very empty up there. And then he gets to a second room and just freezes in terror. And the camera's behind him so you can't really see. And then the camera does this cool little 360 pan. And you see that it's some sort of statue. Yeah. made out of sticks and it kind of looks like a headless person holding their arms up and their hands on the arms are antlers super fucking creepy looking thing yeah that would give me nightmares <laughs> yeah absolutely and phil's fucking terrified so he screams uh and calls everybody up there and they all look at it like yeah that's that's witchcraft that's pretty fucking creepy let's go back downstairs unless you want to hang out up here so yeah. they kind of ignore it and uh they de- all decide to go to the fire and just leave it be phil is saying no this is witchcraft yeah and they all just ignore him and say hey stay up here if you want to so luke is saying we should really go back the way that we came and get the hell out of here let's not be in the woods let's not continue going the direction that we're going Go back to where we know what is there. Right. And then follow the path out. We shouldn't be here. Something's wrong. And everybody is against him. Hey, we're going to stay the course. Um, Let's sleep it out for the night. We'll wake up. And then we'll just keep going southwest like we have been. And we'll get out of the forest. It's only going to take us like another five or six hours probably. Who was it that dared them for money to go sleep upstairs? I think that it was Hutch. He said it was a joke. Yeah, I knew it was a joke. I was trying to figure out which one it was. Mm -hmm. Dom was pretty funny. He's like, man, I can't do it. My wife will kill me if I go up there and sleep with someone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they all go to sleep, and uh, Luke wakes up with a very, very white light. Um super super bright white light coming from outside he tries to wake people up but everybody else is still asleep so he walks over to the door and opens it up and then he finds himself back at the liquor store um but 
it's kind of the liquor store, but also a little bit of outside. It felt like a dream. Yeah, uh, very much. Um, and while he's outside, it looks like something just ran away. And he looks down and it had some, it, like it almost stabbed him. It left marks inside of his chest. Yeah. So a hutch wakes up screaming and climbs out of his uh, sleeping bag and he pissed himself. So something scared him so bad that he pissed himself. Dom is in the corner just crying and calling for his wife uh, and they can't find Phil anywhere, but they hear like creaking upstairs. Yeah. So they all, all go up there and Phil is naked bowing in front of the statue and then they wake him up. He has no idea what's going on and then it transitions to all of them getting dressed but they're in complete silence. They don't want to talk about what just happened. No. Super creepy scene. Everything about what was going on there was super scary, super creepy. Yeah, I didn't like that. <laughs> I loved it. Um, I don't like to feel scared. A little bit of like an uneasy kind of sick to your stomach feeling fine. But when it's pure panic... I don't like that. So were you feeling that during this scene? Yeah. Because to me, this movie does break that bounds of it's not like a Halloween movie to where it's a slasher. It's I don't want to say it's fun, but it's fun. It doesn't take itself quite as seriously and it doesn't try and scare you. It tries to thrill you. This tries to scare you. This plays that mind trick of like... When you're a kid and you're going to the basement and you have the lights on and you have to run up the, you have to turn the lights off and run up the stairs. I'm in my 30s and I still do that because I'm so scared to turn the lights off and be in the dark in a basement and not sprint up the stairs. So that's what this movie does. It plays that mind trick with you and I hate it. Maybe I'll have you go in the crawl space and change the uh, air filter next time. Not happening. Because <laughs> I, I definitely feel that stuff when I'm doing it too. Like whenever I go down in the crawl space to change the uh, air filter, I kind of look around. I remember the first time that I went down there, there was a two by four or something on the ground, but it was kind of shaped into a cross. I'm like, yep, not touching that. <laughs> I walked around it, went the other way, and didn't really cross paths with it again. <laughs> yeah, like you get that feeling of like in the dark and, it, you know, your mind plays those tricks, and I don't like that feeling. I don't like to feel out of control. My mind kind of wanders. You know, when you're in a dark house and you're all alone, you start hearing creaking and you're freaking out. Oh, my God, what's happening? Or yep. before you close the window, you check to make sure nobody's standing outside. That's what this may- Maybe that's why I don't like this movie so much, because <laughs> it put me in that panic, and I hate being panicked and scared. Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt, it's very much a horror movie. Uh, This is something that's designed not to make you have fun with it, but to be scared with it. And then towards the end, to have a little bit of fun with it. Yeah. Um, And it does a very good job at it. Scenes like this are genuinely unnerving. And I think that they're great. Um, But it also confused me. Like, why was he in the store? The liquor store. So I'll get into that a little bit more later. once we get to the monster itself. Okay. So when they go outside, they notice that there are marks on not just the one tree, but all of the tr- surrounding trees of this shack. And they just want to get the fuck out of there. They're like, this is, we shouldn't be here. This place is cursed. And something happened to us last night. Phil's freaking out. Phil's terrified. Yeah. And Hutch is just telling them, hey, chill the fuck out. It was just a nightmare. And he's like, I was naked bowing to a statue and i don't remember doing it he's like yeah you you had a nightmare and you slept walked he's like you pissed your pants yeah and dom was terrified he's like yeah we all had nightmares He's like at the same time in a place that had pagan uh symbols all over the place that's not a coincidence and hush is very much saying hey we're not going to get to this point we're not going to break down we're just going to keep walking we're going to get out of here yeah but at this point, Dom sees that there's a path, and he says, well, we need to take the path. And they're like, Dom, everybody else is like, no, we should probably go southwest because that's what the map says. And he's like, yeah. well, I'm taking the path because the path leads to civilization. 
well, not this path. Yeah. <laughs> so Phil, uh, Dom decides to ignore them and just starts walking down the path or hobbling down because his knee's fucked up. And Phil decides to follow him. And then eventually uh, Hutch and uh, Luke just decide that they're going to follow him because they're not going to break each other up. So everybody follows uh, Dom down the path. and uh, They see a bunch of handmade objects on the ground. Uh, and Dom's like, see, man-made objects. We're getting closer to civilization. We're there. And what they were is it kind of looked like uh, tin cans or something on the path, basically for torches to light up the path. It was pretty neat looking. I was trying to figure out what that was. Yeah, you end up seeing them towards the end of the movie actually lit up in a different place. But they continue following uh, this path, and it leads to another shack. And... It was pretty funny. I think that was Hutch was talking like, you want to go in? Nope. Let's keep walking. Yeah. (laughs) So they decide to completely ignore this shack alone and just keep walking. And Dom at this point is hurting. Yeah. You can tell he's hurting bad. He he sits down and he's like, hey, I need a minute. My knee is killing me. And Hutch kind of looks around. He's like, oh, we're going to have to push a little bit harder there, mate. And he's like, what do you mean push harder? I'm pushing as hard as I freaking can. He's like, yeah. yeah, you're in a little bit of pain. He's like, no, I'm not in pain. I'm in agony. Yeah. Uh, see? And Luke decides to break it up to have them stop fighting. So he runs up the hill to take a peek and see if he can see anything. So he runs up there and he sees nothing but endless woods surrounding him. Very cool visual. Um if you've ever seen completely unrelated takes you away from the moment but i remember uh the movie mortal Kombat back in like 1996 <laughs> a scene where scorpion and sub-zero are fighting in the woods and all the trees are like very spaced apart no uh branches or anything on them it reminded me very much of that for some <laughs> reason um but it still was an intimidating scene and uh, Luke screaming in the woods because he's obviously pissed. They're they're in a very bad spot, and he knows it. Um, you could tell and, he felt like there was no way out. Yeah, and he kind of feels something in his stab mark because he's looking down on it, and then he kind of hears like a groan, growl noise, and then he sees something in the distance, something huge. Yeah. We can see it as well, but it's not clear at all. It's in the distance. Trees are blocking it, and it just turns and moves away as soon as it's noticed. So he sprints back down. He's like, yo, we got to get the fuck out of here. This is what I just saw in the woods, and nobody believes him. And Hutch jumps right in. He's like, hey, we're not going to lose our minds out here. You see things because you're in the woods. We're lost. Let's keep our shit straight. Exactly like the person in charge should be doing He's got a solid point. Don't let your mind freak you out. As soon as you're freaked out, you're going to get him freaked out. When he's freaked out, he's going to freak out. When everybody's freaked out, I'm going to freak out with you. And you can't live in that type of uh, atmosphere with this. Nope. So they decide to continue hiking, but now they're hiking in complete silence. Uh, They find somebody else's tent in the ground uh, with a lot of overgrowth on it. They end up going through the wallet. Uh, which is left in the tent, which tells you that the person who was in that tent did not leave on their own free will and just leave the tent there. And it had a credit card in it that was expired in 1985. So it's been there for quite some time. Oh, because what was the year now? Yeah, I'm assuming that it was whatever the year of the movie was. Oh, okay. 2017. Uh, It doesn't specifically say, but they do notice that it's from a very far off date. Yeah. That it was expired for a while. So that's letting them know that whatever it is that's happening to them in the woods has been happening for a while. Yeah, that's crazy. That would put me in such a panic to see like an expired credit card of somebody that's like missing. Yeah. So one thing that I forgot to say that's pretty pivotal to the point is once Luke gets back and tells everybody what he saw in the woods, Dom said, nobody believes you i don't value your judgment and we wouldn't even be here if it weren't for you he's like no we wouldn't have been here if it weren't for rob this was all his idea and he's like no we wouldn't have been here if it wasn't for you luke yeah and 
they kind of get into a little bit of a scuffle and Luke keeps saying, say what you really mean, say what you mean. I was like, fine. Rob got killed. He got his skull bashed in. You didn't have a drop of blood on you when you came out to tell us. Not one drop of blood. You didn't do anything, you coward. And Luke, at this point, punches him square in the face. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Dom falls down. He's like, oh, he broke my nose. Hutch's like, shut the fuck up. Your nose isn't broken. (laughs) And then he gets right back up. His nose isn't broken. And uh, Luke just kind of loses his shit a little bit. He walks away. Hutch tries to bring him back in. And he's like, what do you think? Do you think that he's dead because of me? And he's like, you know, I don't know, mate. So he's realizing that everybody is blaming him for his death. Something that I'm sure he felt the whole time. Yeah, but, but it's coming they've to... been telling him the whole time, hey, we know yeah. that it wasn't your fault. It wasn't your fault. It wasn't your fault. And then finally it comes out like, yeah, we think that it's your fault. That has to be such a sucky moment for Luke because you know he's played that moment in his mind so much with his friends, the guilt, because he survived and he didn't do anything. Yeah, absolutely. So they continue on with the uh, hike and uh, they push forward all the way to nighttime. So uh, we're back to the pitch dark and they're splitting up what seems like what very little rations that they have left so clearly they didn't anticipate being out there for this long so they decided that they're definitely going to keep what they have and use it very sparingly they're passing out a chocolate bar and splitting it between all four of them and dom's knee looks horrible yeah it does cut the pant leg off and the whole thing is just black and blue and just beat up Luke, once again, is completely by himself. He's feeling more isolated than ever. And uh, Hutch goes over to Luke and tells him, Hey, man, Dom's not going to hold up throughout this hike. Maybe you should uh, go southwest by yourself. I'm going to stay with these guys. Phil's not in any bright state of mind either. You're the strongest out of all of us. Go get us help. And he just agrees with them. So they all pitch their tents there to go to sleep for the night before he heads out. And Luke is already awake in his tent. And you can tell that he still has some rations left. He's going through what he has left in his bag. So I'm not positive if he's hiding that stuff from the other people at this point. It doesn't look like he is. But it very well could be what they intended. Or he's looking at how little they have. One of the two and deciding not to have it. But as he's basically going through inventory of what he has, he hears branches breaking, he hears footsteps, he hears the growling. He goes out of his tent, and then once again he's back at the liquor store. But this time, after uh, Rob falls to the ground, after the junkie hits him, he stares at him with white eyes, the guy who kills Rob. And then he kind of comes to, and you see a huge creature shadow behind the tent and he wakes up to phil screaming and saying it was here it was huge hutch is messing uh phil's just terrified he's like i didn't see it i just saw shadows i saw shadows i I don't know where hutch is and they hear hutch screaming in the distance and hear the creature luke thinks about it for a minute and then runs after him so here's the beginning of the character arc for luke where Somebody's in danger, and instead of hiding, he runs to it yeah. to try and help. Um, and everybody follows Luke. So originally, nobody was moving, and then once Luke starts moving, they all follow him. Um, so Dom stops him, and he's like, hey, we need to turn around. We need to go back to the tents. If we keep following this thing, we're going to get lost, and then we're not going to have anything, and we're going to be truly fucked. Yeah. So they agree with them. They go back to the tent, morning comes, and then they head out again. Dom is visibly worse. He's struggling to move. Um, And as they're walking around, there are trees knocked down all over the place. And then finally, they see uh, Hutch. He's hung up in the tree, and he's gutted just like the elk was. And they do a good job of not showing him but focusing more on the reactions of the three survivors looking at him. Yes. Really, really cool scene. 
and they give us a quick glimpse of him up there and then zoom away again. So this movie is not super gory. It's not super graphic, but it does show a little bit. The um, visuals that they choose to show with the deaths, I thought they were on point. Yeah. So they bring his body down. They don't show them bringing him down, but they bring his body down. And Luke wants to leave him there, and he's going to call people back. Dom's like, we can't do that. He's our friend, man. We can't just leave him here. Yeah. So they decide to give him like a super quick quick burial by just putting sticks over his body. Uh, yeah. Something to be respectful towards him, but so that way they can get the hell out of there because they think that whatever killed him is still around. Yeah. And rightfully so. Phil is convinced that everything that's happening to them came from that house. It's following them. The evil is following them. And they ask Luke uh, what he saw, and he's mentioning just it's, it's massive. Whatever yeah. this thing is, I didn't get a good look at it, but it's massive. And Dom is freaking out. Luke, uh, to, excuse me, Dom is freaking out. Luke instantly takes charge. So he's he's the new leader of this pack, essentially. He took over 100% from where Hutch left off. And there's such a cool overhead shot. So the camera, as they're all freaking out, zooms out and just shows the forest that they're just trapped in. Yeah. Really cool looking mist surrounding the top of it and just endless forest. They're doomed. It's really cool looking. Um, and at this point, they all decide not to follow the path because along the path is a stream, but they can see footprints in the path fresh footprints in the mud so they're like fuck that we're not following it i don't know if that's what killed hutch or not but regardless i don't want any part of it if they live in these shacks i don't want any part of what's over there yeah so they decide to continue on with hutch's original idea which is heading southwest so they're back to the original plan and the path that they're taking, well, there is no path, but the way that they're going is very treacherous. They're climbing this super steep hill. And a lot of the times throughout this movie, you start seeing a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. So here you can see the creature in the background stalking them and I then walk that. away. Before you could see the creature's eyes in the background where you could see then after that you could see the antlers and the eyes and then now you see a little bit more it looks like a gigantic elk looking thing yeah um really really cool dom is fucked phil looks defeated and luke looks separated uh like he's still in his head very much and uh Luke is up on the top of the hill, and he can see torches lit in the distance. But beyond that, he can see the edge of the forest. So he's really excited, and he runs down to tell them, can't find them, can't find them. He finds Phil, and the creature comes from out of fucking nowhere, grabs Phil, and just drags him away super quick. That was a nice scene. Yeah, super, super freaky. Uh, And you can hear Phil screaming as he's getting pulled away. And the creature's growl is just horrendous. Uh, Luke wakes up. Once again, he's in the liquor store. Um, And Rob is crawling for help and walking out to his friends. Or, excuse me, he wakes up at the liquor store with Rob crawling towards him. And then he runs out of the liquor store for help. And then there are his friends. So he's once again confronting his demons. Not just Rob. But then when he finally leaves the liquor store. Going and talking to his friends. Um, And Dom was hiding in the woods while everything happened. Um, So from here. uh, He's like hey man are you able to run? And he says no. But what I thought was super interested here, interesting here is we just got a gigantic uh, character development. Despite them not emphasizing it, they didn't point it out. They didn't do anything. Yeah. And you might not have caught on to it because you said that you didn't see the character development. Uh, Luke is gaining the confidence to face his fears. Whereas Dom was the one calling him a coward for not doing anything. What did he do when Phil was getting attacked? 
he didn't try and help him. No. He hid. Yeah, he, he went did in the some same bushes. Thing that Luke did. He did the same exact thing that he called Luke out for doing. Once again, going back to what, what would you really do if you were in those shoes? Would you have the confidence to jump out and do it? And I thought that was such a neat concept. Phil I definitely Quitter. didn't see that, but now that you explain it, it makes total sense. Yeah. Uh, Phil was never in the mindset to be able to help somebody because he was too scared. Hutch is the only one that out of the four of them, maybe, if mm-hmm. he was in that situation, he would have been able to do something, maybe. But um, so they decide that they need to run to get away from this creature, and they're sprinting away, and they get to the point where uh, they make it to a path with lit torches all around it. They see Phil in the trees, and then there's an old woman listening to some sort of chant on a record, and then somebody attacks them. So they both wake up tied up in a shack, and Luke uh, can see people outside the shack basically building giant pagan symbols out of trees. And people walk in, they give Luke water after seeing his wounds, but the old woman takes one look at uh, Dom and then looks at the other people there, says something, and then they grab Dom, take him out of the room. Yeah, why didn't they give Dom water? So it has to do with the The mark on his chest. Oh, okay. So basically what we're getting out of this, and it didn't quite spell it out here, but it does in a little bit, this demon will mark people who have gone through extreme suffering. Okay. And this demon is going to grant those people life because they've gone through such a hard life already. Hmm. Um, and that's the idea behind it. Dom or Dom did not have that mark. Okay. So Dom is being prepared for sacrifice. A woman comes in and talks to uh, Luke and tells him that Dom is being uh, prepared for sacrifice in another room, and you can hear him screaming. He's being tortured. Yeah. Um, she says it's all going to be over soon. Don't worry. Dom's going to be fine. So they bring him down. He's beat to shit. And Dom was saying that the nightmares that he's having is his wife, and they're going to kill him. They're, they're going to kill me. But he wants Luke to he, – he knows that they're not going to kill Luke. So he says, you need to escape. You need to burn this place down. You need to make it back home. Tell my wife that I love her. Um, so they bring down uh, – they bring Dom out, and they tie him up to the symbol outside that they just built. Luke is doing every fucking thing that he can to try and get out there and save him. He even breaks his own thumb. I know, that was gross. Which was super brutal, but he ends up freeing that hand, but he couldn't free his other hand in time. Dom sees the creature coming from the woods, but he doesn't see the creature. What he sees is his wife come out through the woods. Yeah. So what this creature does is it takes... Um, things from you, either very hard images for you or something along that line, and that's what you see until it wants you to see it. Okay. So if you stare at the creature in its eyes, you're not going to see the creature. You're going to see what it wants you to see. In this case, it wanted him to see his wife, so that way he wouldn't flee or run or something along those lines and I, I could be wrong but maybe his wife had passed or something along those lines and that's why he's seeing it uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure but he doesn't see the creature he sees that um, similar to Luke does not see the creature Luke sees his darkest times and it's broken up because he's only halfway staring at the creature so you also see the woods tied in with it Okay, that makes sense. So, uh, that that's my take, but I could be completely wrong, and it's just <laughs> batshit crazy. But I don't think so. I think that's what it's going for there. Yeah. Um. So the creature comes over. It rips fucking Dom out of there, grabbing him by his head, brings him up to the tops of the trees, and impales him with a branch, and he ends up dying. Um. So Luke ends up breaking his second hand free and exits and he sees the old lady come in so he runs upstairs and he's hearing the growl of the thing and goes into this room and there's like a ton of bodies set up in this room almost like an altar type of deal 
And these bodies are obviously possessed in some way because they're moving. So yeah. he sets the place on fire like uh, Dom asked. And on his way down, he sees the old lady comes in. He just fucking decks her like he did uh, <laughs> Dom. And she just falls straight down. <laughs> Um, and as soon as he set the place on fire, you can hear the creature turn around and come back. So originally he was appeased with the sacrifice of Dom, but now that he knows that the uh, bodies that were upstairs are uh, getting burnt, he came back. He finds a gun in the corner of the room, finds some ammo for it, and uh, it shows it goes back outside to all the people that were out there instantly bowed down but one of the women look up at the creature and it grabs her uh so one of the people tries to calm down luke while he's got the gun luke shoots him and walks outside he finds an axe on the floor grabs that he only has one bullet left because he could only find two so when he goes to walk outside, the creature is right outside the fucking door. You don't see all of it. You only see its feet. And then he drops the girl that he picked up and he poked her eyes out or something Ugh. along those lines. And then you can see like an upside down body almost looking through the door, which is ends up being the creature. He turns around, hightails the other way, exits the back door, and he's in full sprint mode at this point. And... He gets to a certain distance, and you can see this fucking awesome visual of the shed on fire with the creature in front of it. Yeah. It looks like some giant cross between an elephant elk, and it's holding somebody up. And then he shoots it, and then it turns towards him. And this is the first full visual that you have of it. Holy fuck, is this thing terrifying? Yeah, it is. Uh, so its face is like an upside-down body. Dude, it's just creepy. Um, it's going to give me nightmares tonight. <laughs> so the thing ends up chasing him, and he's kind of sort of in the liquor store again, but it's much, much more broken than it was before because he's not fully staring at the creature. So it's very much broken. The creature knocks him down, and he sees the axe, and he also turns and he sees the edge of the forest. The creature grabs him and yanks him off the ground. And then he it looks like the creature is going to kill him, but he squiggles out and then he bows. Instantly, the creature stops trying to attack him because he realizes that he's uh, praising him. Now, this creature, once again, is referred to as a god by the worshippers. So it presents itself almost like in God form when Luke bows. It raises its arms up. Super, super cool visual. And then Luke grabs the axe and he hits the creature in the face. And then he runs again. The creature is screaming at him at this point. And he just breaks the plane of the woods. And the creature stops. The creature's screaming at him, but he screams back almost in triumph at the creature. And then he walks away from the woods and beautiful scenery. He is beat the fuck up, but he's the sole survivor. Creature can't leave the woods because it's cursed basically to stay in that area. Okay, that makes so more sense. That, that is its turf and it can't go beyond it. Uh, the people chose to not leave. That They're not staying there out of fear. They're staying there because this creature is granting them everlasting life basically. Okay. Um. So the, the movie ends with him walking away uh, from the woods and walking out into the sunset, basically. Roll credits. Thanks for breaking that down. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, I very well could be wrong, but that's what I got out of it. Really, really cool movie. Super original. Uh, breaks into a whole lot of type of ancient mythology that I do not fully understand at all, and I'm not sitting here pretending that uh, I am the expert in any of this. Um, I read up a little bit on IMDb about some of the lore, mainly in the trivia about five minutes before I recorded this podcast. Um, but other than that, I'm fresh off of watching the movie as well. So don't take what I say for gospel, but that's what I got out of it, and that's what these movies are supposed to be, is what do you get out of it? Yeah. And to me, this is a great movie. I can definitely see myself watching this several more times. may not be an every year movie, because 
once you've seen it, you've seen it. This yeah. is not something that has extremely high replay value. It's not like Halloween Kills where it's just fun, nonstop, nonsensical adventure. Um, but man, it's a fun ride. It's kind of like that those movies that you watch and then once you get that kind of like surprise shocked ending you can't really watch it again because it loses that allure yeah one movie that i'm thinking off the top of my head is bird box yeah uh sixth sense is much more in that vein for me i've never seen that oh my god no you (laughs) have you have well we started to at least yes i was gonna say seen parts we, of it i rented it and the kids were with us and i think they were just too scared to continue and yeah somebody else asked like me but, if i've seen that movie but obviously you know the ending to it right yes yeah that that movie even if you ever had no intention of ever seeing it if you grew up when it came out it that was the first movie where spoiling was really a thing yes for me. <laughs> i before i even watched it with you i knew the ending yeah so i think that you did watch it whether you finished it or not it's a different story but my god is that a good movie but regardless uh off topic completely off topic <laughs> i think that the the Ritual is a great movie. I wish more people knew about it, and I'm definitely going to be telling some of my buddies at work about this one and having them watch it so I can bounce some ideas off their head. But let us know. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. If you guys have anything that you want to say about the movie, send us a message, and uh, I'd love to have some communication about it. Yeah. Uh, so this is the Horror's Edge podcast. I'm Phil. And I'm Stacy. We'll catch you next time.